Well, hello again. And I, I'm making this talk today because it is Ascension Day. It's the 26th of May. And of course, Ascension Day is a day which we non-conformists neglect because it doesn't fall on a Sunday. We forget all about it. But as we're going to see, if it weren't for the Ascension of Christ, we wouldn't have been saved at all. In the Apostles' Creed, it says, on the third day, he rose again. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus spoke about his ascension during his earthly life. In John chapter 6, the disciples were grumbling about something or other. And he said, what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? You know, would, would that impress you? In John chapter 17, he prays, and now, Father, glorify me in your presence with the glory I had with you before the world began. In other words, Jesus was glorified in heaven before the incarnation. Now he's about to die and rise again and then ascend to be restored to his earlier seat of glory. And at the resurrection, Jesus said to Mary Magdalene, go to my brothers and tell them I'm returning to my father and your father, my God and your God. So what then happened to Jesus on Ascension Day? Let me read to you from Luke's Gospel, chapter 24. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. Then they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy. And they stayed continually at the temple praising God. And then Luke tells us more in the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 1. After his suffering, Jesus showed himself to them and gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. After this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going, when suddenly two men, dressed in white, stood beside them. You Galileans, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. We see that this happened 40 days after Easter Day, and they always counted the day one as the starting day. So count from Easter Day until today, and you get 40 days. It happened from Bethany, which was a, a village about two miles southeast of Jerusalem. At the time it happened, he was blessing the disciples, and he was taken up into heaven. 1 Timothy chapter 3 says, he was preached among the nations, believed on in the world, and taken up in glory. And a cloud hid him from their sight. Now, if Jesus went up from Bethany, he'd go straight up in one direction. If he'd gone from Birmingham, he'd gone into another part of the universe. If he'd gone from Belgium, he'd gone into yet another part of the universe. So what is this all about? Is it saying that Jesus is going light years away well beyond the universe's outer reaches? No, not at all. It is telling us that Jesus moved from the human dimension in which we live to the divine dimension in which the Father lives. 
Jesus isn't light years away. Jesus is here with us because he's living in a dimension which we cannot see. And this cloud obscuring their eyes from what they could see of him teaches them that he's moved across from our world to the Father's world. His destination was heaven. The two men said, this same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you have seen him go into heaven. And once there, he sat down at the right hand of God. Not on an armchair, but on a throne. Now we are celebrating the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. 70 years that she's been on the throne. But next year, in 2023, we'll be celebrating the Platinum Jubilee of her coronation because the coronation took place in 1953. The ascension of Jesus was Jesus's coronation day. Now, some of us remember the coronation in June 1953. It's majesty, it's awe-inspiring glory, the gold and the glitter and the pageantry. But to compare the coronation of Queen Elizabeth with that of Christ is like comparing a battery pocket torch with the northern lights. Or, or comparing your wedding ring uh, with the gold in the vaults of the Bank of England. There is no comparison between the glory of the Queen's coronation and that of Ascension Day, when Jesus was crowned in heaven. Ephesians 1, when God raised him from the dead, he seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realm, far above all rule, authority, power and dominion and title that can be given. Ephesians 4, he who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. Colossians, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Philippians, God exalted him to the highest place, God's throne, and gave him the name that is above every name. 1 Timothy, he was get taken up in glory. Hebrews 1, after he had provided purification for sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty of heaven. Hebrews 4, we have a great high priest who has gone through the heavens. Revelation chapter 5, then I saw a lamb standing in the centre of the throne, encircled by the four living creatures and the elders. In a loud voice they sang, worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and praise. If Ascension Day is Christ's Coronation Day, these words are the national anthem of heaven. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and honour and glory and praise. The coronation of day of Jesus was the day of glory and of acclaim, of worship, of exaltation, of praise and of enthronement. So we've seen then that Jesus spoke about his ascension during his earthly ministry. And we've seen that his ascension was his coronation day. So what is Jesus doing in heaven today? I wonder if you ask the queen whether she's a busy person. Is it easy being queen or is it hard work? Is there much to do? I think she would say every day I have government boxes to read, I have documents to sign, I have ambassadors to meet, 
I have people to greet, I have places to visit, phone calls to make, Zoom uh, interviews to hold. I have a difficult family to manage and a, and a prime minister. Well, what can I say about him? I'm very busy. Jesus on the throne is a very busy man. Firstly, he's busy running the universe. Hebrews 1, he is sustaining all things by his powerful word. Revelation 1, Jesus Christ is the ruler of the kings of the earth. Not like our queen, a constitutional monarch who has a prime minister to do all the hard graft. Jesus is a real sovereign who controls everything. He is Lord of Lords and King of Kings in an active sense. Nothing happens in his universe which is beyond his control. Nothing happens which is beyond his authority. Nothing happens which is beyond his power. He is busy running the universe. He's also busy running the church. Colossians 1, he is the head of the body, the church. And Ephesians chapter 4. To each of us grace has been given as Christ apportioned it. This is why it says, when he ascended on high, he led captives in his train and gave gifts to people. What does he ascended mean? Except that he also descended to the lower earthly regions. He who descended is the very one who ascended higher than all the heavens in order to fill the whole universe. It was he who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. Jesus is the head of the church. He is the brains of the church. He is the controller of the church and he is giving gifts to his church. Paul here in this passage in Ephesians is alluding to a Roman triumph. If a Roman general had had a spectacular victory in battle, the emperor, the Caesar, might invite him back to Rome to enjoy a triumph. And this would be a long procession. There will be bands and crowds, regiments of soldiers marching. Uh, there will be wild animals in cages, uh, groups of slaves chained up, prisoners of war, of war to be jeered at. The general in his carriage will be cheered by all the crowds. And there will be other wagons full of booty, stuff that had been stolen from the, the conquered country. And soldiers will be in this wagon throwing out gifts. Here, here's some sweets, here's some sugar, here's some salt, um, here's some money, here are some flowers. Throwing away presents to the crowds who loved it all and cheered to the echo. And Paul says when Jesus ascended, he went to heaven as a victorious conquering king and he's now throwing out gifts to his church. Have an apostle, here's a prophet, there's a teacher, there's a shepherd, there's an evangelist. He's giving gifts to his church because Jesus is triumphant and is the Lord of the church. He's also busy pouring out the Holy Spirit. In John chapter 16, Jesus said, it is for your good I am going away. Unless I go away, the counsellor will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And Peter on the day of Pentecost said, exalted at the right hand of God, 
Jesus has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you now see and hear. Have you ever thought, if Jesus, if Jesus hadn't ascended, how could you meet him? You might have to get a plane and land at Tel Aviv and then get a coach to cross to Jerusalem, but suppose he wasn't in Jerusalem. Suppose he was in Moscow. How would you get to see Jesus if he was in Moscow? Suppose Jesus was in Belpa. Well, that wouldn't be too difficult, I suppose. You could get there, but not if he was in Washington. If Jesus hadn't ascended, you wouldn't be able to get to him. And if Jesus hadn't ascended, he wouldn't have been able to send the Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit who brought you to faith. It's the Holy Spirit who gave you the new birth. Without the ascension of Christ, there would have been no salvation. The ascension of Jesus is one of his saving acts. One of the reasons is that Jesus ascended to the Father's right hand. He's running the universe. He's running the church. He's pouring out the Holy Spirit. He's also busy preparing a place for us. John chapter 14, in my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. As you know, the old Bible translated the word rooms as mansions. It means dwelling places. One translation I like says, my father's home is designed to accommodate all of you. There'll be plenty of room in the father's house. The accommodation will be more than enough for all those who are saved. He's preparing those places for you now. David Pawson, who was a very famous Methodist and Baptist minister of the 20th century. As a child, when they had been away for a while, uh, perhaps at boarding school or maybe on holiday, and, and they came home, the parents would, would have a banner in the hall and it would say, Welcome home. When Mrs. Pawson, David Pawson's mother, died, her husband asked the children what to put on her headstone. And they said, Welcome home. Welcome home. Jesus is preparing a place for you that he might say to you, welcome home. No wonder John the Wesley said of his early Methodists, our people die well because Jesus is busy preparing a place for us. He's also busy praying for us, praying for you and for me. Romans 8, Jesus is at God's right hand who also prays on our behalf. Hebrews 7, Jesus is able to save those who come to God through him completely and forever, since he always lives to make intercession for them. Hebrews 9, Christ entered heaven itself, now to appear for us in God's presence. 1 John chapter 2, if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defence, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Had it ever occurred to you that Jesus Christ is a barrister and he stands before the Father to speak on your behalf to him? Jesus prays for you, not like a beggar throwing himself at the Father's feet. Jesus prays for you as the crown prince who is seated on the throne with his Father, saying, Father, you see that silly sheep Christian down there? Will you bless them, please? Father, you silly, see that silly disobedient sheep over there? Bless them, please. Father, you see that sheep there who's going through such difficulty? 
Bless them, please. Strengthen them. Help them. Be with them. Jesus as the crown prince is acting as our barrister on our behalf. I said earlier that Jesus is a busy man. Did you, did you start at that? Do you think that was a little bit of a, an impertinent way of, of putting it? Hudson Taylor was a missionary. He was, from, um, he was from Barnsley, as it happens, an Englishman, 19th century missionary to China. And in order to win Chinese people to Christ, as much as he could, he became Chinese. He ate their food, he wore their clothes, he cut his hair in their hairstyles, he learnt their language. He became as Chinese as he could in order to win Chinese people. But when he came back to England on furlough, he left his Chinese ways behind. Now when Jesus came to save us, to bring us the gospel, he adopted humanity. He became a real man. But when he ascended to heaven, he didn't leave all that behind. He went to a heaven, ascended as a perfect, real, human person. In his resurrection and ascension, he perfected humanity and took perfect humanness into glory. Graham Kendrick speaks of it this way. Lord of infinity, stooping so tenderly, lifts our humanity to the heights of his throne. Christopher Wordsworth says, he has raised our human nature in the clouds to God's right hand. There we sit in heavenly places, there with him in glory stand. Jesus reigns, adored by angels. Man with God is on the throne. Mighty Lord, in thine ascension, we by faith behold our own. Jesus is a busy man. He's running the universe. He's heading the church. He's pouring out the Holy Spirit. He's preparing a place for you and me. And he's praying as our barrister on our behalf. So Ascension Day is not a day to be neglected. Ascension Day is not a day to be ignored. Ascension Day is Christ's coronation day. Jesus shall reign where'er the sun doth his successive journeys run. His kingdom stretch from shore to shore till moon shall wax and wane no more. Glory to Christ. Amen.